for joining us as we hear an anointed word from Treasure Coast Victory Center. Okay, turn with me in your Bibles, if you would, into Exodus 20 and verse 12. Exodus 20 and verse 12. And we've all been there before. For the Word of God says, this is one of the Ten Commandments that was hand, handed down from Yahweh, or Abba the Father, uh, to Moses on Mount Sinai. And the Word of God says, Honor thy father and thy mother, that thy days may be long upon the land, which the Lord thy God giveth thee. Once again, honor thy father and thy mother, that thy days may be long upon the land which the Lord thy God giveth thee. Now, I want to point out a couple of things here, kind of preliminarily. And that is, and it's not just coincidental that this is Father's Day, but the God himself says, first, we are to honor our father. Then he goes on to say, our mother, okay? But you know, in, the, in God, there's always an order. God is a God of order. And, and we need to notice that. That's, it, it's important when God speaks to us because he's not here to interpret the word, but we have the Holy Ghost to interpret the word and give us knowledge and wisdom and discernment. But at the same time, we need to be able to read the word and to accept it for what it is. So the first thing God says, and I'm going to refer to God here as Abba. May, may I have that liberty this morning? Because Abba is just nothing more than, it's not a nickname, it's actually a, the Hebrew name for Father. Okay? And while I'm talking about that, um, we've been to uh, Israel on a number, number of occasions, and it's awesome when you see little kids, you know, I'm talking like really toddlers, chasing after their parents. And the one they chase after is Abba, their daddy. Because in the Jewish milieu, in the Jewish atmosphere, the Jewish custom, it is the father who is responsible primarily for the upbringing and the education of the children. Isn't that something? That's kind of unusual. That's kind of strange to us in the, with a Western mindset. Amen? But, I mean, just picture yourself, my brothers. Um, my brothers. Yes, I'm sorry. Very quickly, the fathers who are here this morning, would you stand up so we can congratulate you and honor you? Come on, quickly, 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 stand up. Okay, let's hear it for the fathers this morning. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Okay. Oh, wow. Thank you. Thank you, Pastor. Isn't that wonderful? Bless the Lord. Okay, you may, you may be seated. But I just want each of you to see yourselves pushing a baby carriage. Hello. <laughs> a 
your, your Israeli counterparts uh, do that quite willingly. They'd be doing everything from changing diapers to feeding babies, etc., etc. You know, no, Mary Rose, not at the breast feeding them. You know, <laughs> I know you're into that right now, but that's okay. <laughs> I understand, I understand. Yes, yes. Okay, first and foremost, we see here a command from God. In other words, it's not a choice, it's not a recommendation, it's not a suggestion, it's a command from God. Honor your father and your mother. Honor them. But what happens with the command? The command is followed or accompanied by a blessing. It is accompanied by a promise. The word says, honor thy father and thy mother, that thy days may be long upon the land. Well, what does that mean? That means that you will live long. How many of you here would like to live long? Yeah, yeah. Now, I, I speak to some people about that, about living long. And they say, oh, no, I don't want to live long. I, I don't want to get old and decrepit and I, I, I can't get around and I, I, I've got this disease and that disease. Well, come on, that's, that's thinking, thinking. That's the world's thinking. Okay? If God says he's going to give you a long life, he's going to give you a long life, but he's going to give you a healthy long life. Okay? There's a lot of emphasis today in the church on healing, and I'm all for it. And I believe God is my healer. But before I believe God is my healer, I believe God gives me divine health. If I, if I walk in divine health, guess what? I don't have to be healed. Do you understand that? Because I'm already there. Okay? Now, if the devil attacks and maybe I'm not playing, uh, I'm not in my right mind or whatever, 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 and I, I let him take advantage of me, etc., and, and I need healing, well, then I pray for healing or go to the elders to lay hands on me. Okay? But the Bible says here, that your days may be long upon the land which the Lord thy God giveth thee. Now, initially, again, we can, we can go from the Jewish uh, meaning and substance here about the land that God has given to them. But I believe God has given each and every one of us a land where we are planted, where we live where we work, where we communicate, where we have relationships. So God wants us to prosper. Wasn't that an awesome message two weeks ago from pastor about success? God wants us to be successful. But he's given us right here one of the means to do that. It's just one of many. But apparently it's pretty important to him because he made it part of the law right from the get-go that we are to honor our parents. And incidentally, this commandment is mentioned some eight times in the Bible. So that tells you something, doesn't it? That it's this whole thing about honoring your parents is important to God. God does not command us, by the way, to love him or obey him. Whoa. 
Now, of course, we're going to love him, and, we call, and, and of course, we're going to obey him, but primarily, he has called us here to honor him. And we're going to talk about honor in just a couple minutes more, because we need to know what that means and how we do that. God wants us to honor our Father by providing for all of his needs and doing so cheerfully. Now, as I look out over the congregation this morning, I see a couple of parents who are younger in age and have, um, have children. Um, but primarily, I see... Uh, folks who are maybe empty nesters, or perhaps folks who are grandparents. It's a blessing, you know. God's blessed me with five children, 17 grandchildren. It's, uh, it's an awesome, awesome <laughs> blessing, <laughs> okay? And then you have the great-great-grandbaby, yes, Mr. Owen, who hopefully we're going to see this week. Bless the Lord. And I want to tell you something right now. In addition, primarily with my marriage to Wendy, who was my greatest counselor, my greatest, not just my greatest companion, but my greatest encourager as well. But she's the one that God uses the most to knock the crap out of me. But right behind her are my five kids. They get right here into my gut sometime and go, and pull my guts out. I'm telling you the truth. It's <laughs> Baby kids are wonderful. They're wonderful, you know. <laughs> you know, you feed them, you pat them on the back, and you put them to sleep. Isn't that a wonderful time, John, when you can put your boy to sleep at night and know that he's hopefully going to stay there till the next morning, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I hope you never have this experience of having one of them take a trip out the window in the middle of the night at 2 a.m. in the morning that and, and particularly if she's a girl that is a gut wrenching experience that I can look back at now and say I'm so glad that's over with <laughs> uh, a, a very godly woman I, I, I knew at one time uh, would tell me that um, when they're little the problems and the challenges are little. But when they get bigger or older, what <laughs> they get even more interesting, okay? more challenging. Okay? But it's all part of God's process in working on this father to make me the father that he is. Does that make sense? And moms, I don't have to talk to you <laughs> about what it's like to be a mom. Because you've been there, done that, bought the T-shirt, the whole nine yards. 
And for some of you, it's an ongoing experience. And it is. It's an ongoing experience. When our 19-year-old son... left for work one morning, hot summer day, he was doing uh, roofing right here at uh, Village Green, healthy as can be, at four o'clock that afternoon. Got a phone call that He had fallen through a hole in the roof, fell on a sore, what do you call those, whatever, and broke his back, was paralyzed from the waist down. Um, I, I didn't sign on for that. That was not supposed to be. That was not... part of my plan, but it was certainly part of his. Amen? Two weeks later at 3.30 a.m. in the morning, the phone rang. TJ had been in a rotokinetic bed going back and forth, back and forth to avoid bed sores. Martin Memorial Hospital. And as soon as I picked up the phone, he said to me, um, Dad, what, what do you suppose God is doing in my life right now? And I knew immediately by the Holy Ghost what was going on. You know how God just gives you that knowledge, that word of knowledge. I said, son, we'll be right there. 4 a.m., went to the hospital. He received Yeshua back into his heart and his life. Today he serves as a pastor of a church of 500 down in Hollywood, Florida. Thank you, Jesus. So as fathers, we owe everything that we have and everything that we are to our Heavenly Father. And He gave us the great privilege and the honor of sharing in this gift of creation um, since we were responsible uh, for bringing about the very existence of our children. You know, today, that honor and that uh, privilege has been so distorted and, and so misrepresented and so misused and perverted by the world. We have men going around, I don't even want to call them men, they're not men, they're wimps, 
acting as sperm donors and proud about it that they've got seven or eight children, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I used to have a ministry in the jail, prisons. I saw one of my guys on the street one day. I said, hey, how you doing? He had been following the Lord when I was with him. Oh, one, I just had a baby. I just had a baby. I said, well, that's wonderful. Congratulations. Are you married? Shut up and turned around and walked away from me. Something's wrong. Something's wrong. So those of us who are in it for the long run and stick it out, and by the way, I'm so proud today and happy to have our dear friends uh, Rich and Melanie. Say hello to Rich and Melanie McClure's. The McClaws are from Fort Pierce, and they have seven children, okay? So you get to know them a little bit later, and married 38 years. That's awesome. That's awesome. We have people in this church, the Benders, who were married how many years, Mark? 58 years. Isn't that awesome? Isn't that awesome? There's some people in this church that, that aren't 58 years old. No. Huh? Can you believe that? <laughs> okay. Okay. So, our daddies, our fathers, had an important part in our creation. Now, for the most part, they were not perfect fathers. Just as, quite frankly, I was not a perfect father. I made many, many mistakes along the way, quite frankly. I had never been a father before. I'd never gone to school for parenting or fathering, etc. To me, it was on-the-job on training. Can you relate to that? Okay. Some of you had and still have absentee fathers. We're going to talk a little bit more about that as we wrap up uh, today, okay? But the Word of God says that we must show respect to Him with the same respect that we show to Abba, to Almighty God. Wow. Yeah. How does that come about? Well, turn with me into Malachi chapter 1 and verse 6. And it says, Malachi 1 and 6. Some of you, as soon as I said Malachi, said, I know where he's going. Ha, ha, ha. Fool you. Malachi 1, 6. A son honoreth his father, and a servant his master. If then I be a father, where is mine honor? And if I be a master, where is my fear? So this command to honor does not depend upon the worthiness of the parent. In other words, the father can be a heathen, or he could be the worst reprobate or he could be a molester, or whatever, and still legally, in God's eyes, qualify as an honoree. 
one who should receive honor. There's no excuses here for not honoring our fathers. Fear here is used, another word for it is awe, A-W-E, or respect. I can remember so vividly as a young boy and particularly as a teenager, if I had done something wrong, uh, my father got word of it, the thing I feared most was the look. That look sent fear literally into me. I wish he would have smacked me up the side of the face. I wish he would have taken a paddle to me. I would even have taken a punch in the gut. But, but that look, whoa, it did the job. And it just went forth like a, a dart. And that's all he had to do was look. My father had great difficulty expressing his love. He kind of had an inferiority complex and uh, only had a fifth grade education, was kind of uh, ignorant from that perspective of education, etc. He was a blue collar worker, electrician. But I, I always knew and felt secure in his love, even though he could not express his love. You know what I'm saying? And much, much later on, when they followed us down and bought a home in Stewart near us, and we were able to spend time with them, quality time, it was a, it was a blessing. It took a lot of effort. It took a high price. But it was because, I believe, of our time spent with them, time that really we were ministering to them, that both my mother and father came to the Lord when they were in their 80s. Long, long, hard battle. Dad, come to church. Dad, do this. You know, all sorts of excuses. Okay? And then um, about, with my dad, about a month before he went home to be with the Lord, uh, God sent me from an elders meeting directly into his ICU uh, room and um, I, I just said, Dad, this, you, we, we, we got to stop fooling around. This is an important time. You're, you're here. And, and so I invited him and he agreed to follow the Lord. A couple of days later, I went to, to visit him and he said, Somebody came into my room the other day. Did you send them? I said, no. What do you look like? He described them. I said, no, I don't know anybody. He said, are you sure? He had a visitation from Jesus, from Yeshua, in his room. This is two days after he served the Lord. Not wonderful? And then um, my mom came to know the Lord as a result of uh, Rodney Howard Brown's uh, ministry uh, two years later. It's awesome, just awesome. Okay. As parents, uh, we're sometimes more concerned with being a friend to our child than we are teaching them to respect and to honor their father, not as equals. 
Now, I don't mean to step on any toes here this morning, but I see particularly young parents doing everything possible to be a friend to their, their child. And we all love our children, and I'm sure these, these parents love their children, okay? But there, there's a thing called tough love that, as far as I'm concerned, it's, it's, it's really the only way to go. You gotta be tough loving your kids because it, it ain't easy, all right? But we're not, as parents, our function is not to please our kids. Our function is to please Abba, amen? And so there's sometimes we have to say no and stand on the no. And they'll give you all sorts of excuses and all sorts of pleas and they'll cry and they'll stomp and they'll carry on. And, oh, the poor little thing. No! <laughs> no is an answer. And they need to understand that no means no. Okay? How many times does Father Abba say no to us? Yeah, but. No. No, yeah, buts. No is no because he knows best, doesn't he? Come on. He knew you before you were even conceived, you see? And so we need to take on the same uh, mindset, but with it, with it comes responsibilities. If our children are not taught to honor uh, their fathers, then I wonder why or I wonder if they, could, they possibly could have difficulty as they mature relating to Abba as their heavenly father with respect and the awe that is due him. As fathers, we are called to be role models and mentors to our children. We need to understand that our children hear with their eyes and they see with their ears. They are intelligent. They are intuitive creatures. That's because they come from you. Hello? Yeah, that's why they're so darn smart. <laughs> you can take credit for that. That's the way God made them. God, God made each of us in his image and likeness. And guess what? Your children were made in your image and likeness. And not only can you see um, physical similarities or resemblances, if you like, but you can see some of their good spots, some of their uh, weak spots. Um, and, and when you do see them, it's like, yow, that's me. <laughs> Just like me, okay? So that's why we, we need to be completely cognizant all the time of what we do, what we say, not only how we react to them and with them, but to our spouses as well, all right? I can remember when one of my little guys was very, very young, I don't know, maybe three or four years old, and when it came time for him to brush his teeth, he'd have to step on this little stool, you know, in order to get up to the uh, bedroom sink. Do you remember that, Becky? Huh? <laughs> this big guy over here. 
I can remember when Aaron used to hide behind her skirts. Can you imagine? And she didn't have six-foot skirts back then. I, I, want to, I want you to know that. Okay? So anyhow, he's, he's standing over the sink with the toothbrush in his hand, and he's brushing his teeth, and then he's... And then he's brushing his teeth again. And then he's... And then he's brushing his teeth. I said, what is that kid doing? Then I thought back and, you know what? I do that too. <laughs> when I brush my teeth, for some reason, I shake out for the maggots or the bug. I mean, whatever. It's in the toothbrush, you know. See, they'll follow you. That's why you've got to be careful what you do, what you don't do, what you say, what you don't say. Isn't that right? Our obligation is always to Abba first. Because Yeshua himself has told us, has directed us, has commanded us to seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and then all of the other stuff will be added unto you. Then our relationship with our children's mother, and then finally to each of them and their siblings, etc. So you, Father, are the leader. You're the team captain. You're responsible for creating an atmosphere of love and shalom in your households. You lead by example. That means actions, not just words. You spend time with your children, but you spend time with your parents. See, there's the example. They see you honoring your parents, and so they know that they then must honor their parents doing the same thing. Does that make sense? You see? But you have to take the lead. You see? Yeshua, Yeshua did nothing, nothing without hearing from the Father. He and the Father had a relationship, a closeness, an intimacy that was unlike any that was ever created. It's supernatural. It's God. God loving on God. It's awesome. He wants us to have the same relationship with him that Yeshua had. And it's possible because he loves us. It's as simple as that. There's a price to pay. Sometimes it's expensive. Sometimes it's gut-wrenching. Sometimes it's highly emotional. Sometimes it's out, outright confounding how this thing works. But it was meant to work, and God's given us the example. We need to understand one thing. Because our children are so intelligent today, I mean intelligent, we see three- and four-year-olds doing things and learning things and saying things because of these little pads that they grow up with. I don't know whether they keep them under their pillows at night or whatever, whatever, but I mean, they know how to communicate and they know how to get information. And they're way, way, way ahead of us when we were their age, okay? And therefore, they recognize hypocrisy. Hypocrisy. Yeshua talked about the hypocrites, 
the scribes and the Pharisees over and over and over again because he chided them openly for their hypocrisy. They said one thing but did another thing. And I'll tell you something. Our children today are on the lookout. Hypocrisy in any household is toxic. It's poisonous. It'll create great, great, great uh, damage uh, for sure. Um, turn with me into Ephesians 3, please, and 14. Ephesians 3 and 14. And for this cause I bow my knees unto the Father, the Abba of our Lord Jesus Christ, of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named, that he would grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with might by his Spirit, in the inner man, that Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith, that ye, being rooted and grounded in love, may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth and the length and the depth and the height, and to know the love of Christ, which passeth knowledge, that you might be filled with all the fullness of God." So we see here that divine fatherhood is the very source and example of human fatherhood. There cannot be a family without a father. I'll say that again. There cannot be a family without a father. And that's where so many of these LBT quays and all, the, I mean, they've just, they're missing it. They are just totally, totally missing it. God created a man and a woman to come together in union, in intimacy, so that a seed could be planted, so that a new birth could come forth. It's a supernatural uh, process, okay? And it's a beautiful process. <clears throat> and it's an awesome, awesome thing, this whole process of creation. Those of you who are parents know what I'm talking about. You went through the pain. You went through the suffering. Uh, and some of you are still going through it, <laughs> you know, uh, because you, you know that you know that you know that at one time you were in rebellion as I was in rebellion. And when I was in rebellion, my children could taste that rebellion because there was a toximity tox, in our household, a toxic air, atmosphere, because there was sin, there was rebellion, there was perversion. It took our older children a number of years 
to come through that process. And many of them were, in effect, birthed in rebellion. And so that rebellion followed them for a long, long time until they made the decision to be born again themselves and, and, and become new creatures in Christ. Okay? But the daddy that they knew back then, they knew something was wrong. Staying out all hours of the night, partying, and it's going to sound redundant, but <laughs> bless God, that's over and done with. Amen? Abba Father is so filled with love and esteem for each of us that it just cannot be described. His desire is for us to be rooted and grounded in love because his son, Yeshua, dwells in us by the Holy Ghost. And so he still has a love relationship with Yeshua that is ongoing and with the Holy Ghost who indwells us. So that's what entitles us, if you like, to be called sons and daughters of the living God. It's all about relationship. It's all about relationship. We're people of the Word. The Word is His love letter to us. His example is what Yeshua, He allowed Yeshua, He commanded Yeshua to come to this earth to take on human cloak, to go through time of suffering, a time of pain, a time of deprivation, and finally death upon the cross of Calvary. That was all part of Yeshua's plan for us, that he loved his son so very, very much that he gave his son. And so, Fathers, I'm going to talk to you this morning about giving your sons and your daughters back to him because that's the only way it's going to work. You cannot hold on to them because the tighter you hold on to them, the greater the chance you have of losing them. We always adopted an atmosphere and a philosophy of laissez-faire. Once they got to a certain age, sometime, and sometimes that age gets younger and younger today, but at 15 and 16 years old, I had uh, two rebellious young men on my hand. They didn't want to do this, they didn't want to do that. I couldn't say this, it, it was got to the point, you know, it, it's, they're too old to uh, paddle, or discipline, it was becoming more and more difficult. But I had to, as a, as a head of the household, I had to lay down certain red lines. You will be in a Bible-believing church every Sunday. I'd like you to come with us. Well, they did that for a while, but it didn't take long before they figured out that there were other churches that had shorter services, and they could get in by 10, out by 11. You know, dry cleaning service, run over each other out in the parking lot and be off and waiting on their way to Drugsville, which is one of their favorite places to hang out. 
But did you ever notice when, when prophetic words come forth from up here, how much time God spends talking to people about how much he loves them? Male, female, etc. It seems to be a universal message. How, how much he cherishes them. How beautiful they are in his eyes. Because in Father's eyes, we're all beautiful. He created us, you see. And it's all about relationship. And so the Father wants to get a word across to you today. That no matter where you are, no matter what you're doing, no matter how many hits you've taken, no matter how many disappointments you've had, okay, no matter how many mistakes you've made, no matter how grievous your sin has been that you think it's been, he loves you, he forgives you, and he's ready to take all of that junk, all of that depravity, all of that filth and that ugliness, and throw it into his sea of forgetfulness and purposely decide to forget your sins and give you a whole new start. And that's what the whole juxtaposition of creation is all about. That God loves you so very, very much that he's willing to forgive you for all of your sins and give you a new chance, give you a new beginning. Today is a new beginning. Amen? Amen? Praise the Lord. Now, some of you today have um, had difficulty relating uh, to Father simply because some of you may not, may not have even known your fathers. Hello. Some of you may have had absentee fathers. Some of you may have had abusive fathers. Some of you may have had fathers that did things to you that were unspeakable. Some of you may have had fathers that yelled at you and yelled at your mother and abused her as much as they abused you. And as a result, you never received the Father's blessing. So we're going to change that this morning. Amen? Amen. Amen. How many of you today would like to receive the Father's blessing? Okay, good. Why don't you come forward right now, if you would, please. The Father's blessing. Just line up right here, close to as possible. Just come forward. Come forward. Thank you for listening. For more from Treasure Coast Victory Center, visit us at mytcbc.com.